What is up, everybody? (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to the Sausage Podcast. It's your boys. My name is Sleepy. I'm joined by my co-host, Rowan. (laughs) You let me finish. I was going to do a bigger introduction, but I guess that works. The player. There you go again. The slayer. All right, here's the thing. We're going to let you in on a little behind the scenes right now. This is our 15th, thousandth time trying to record an episode. Fifth. Uh, Fifth time. It feels like the 20th time. We have been here for two and a half hours. Here's the thing. And we we have not recorded a full episode. Uh, We, (laughs) well... So we did all of our planning ahead of time. This this should have been super easy. Right? This should have been an hour. We should have been done with this in an hour. And give, we give or take. Yeah. Depending on how much we talk. But yeah, should have been done in an hour. No more than an hour and a half. And here's what here's we're gonna be really honest and transparent and authentic and genuine with you guys. We're letting out our frustration. Yeah. So first time we record the episode. Uh, Rohan typed in the password wrong to our Google Docs, so he had to reset. He reset our password and then logged Felipe out, and then logged me out. And so then like we, we're halfway we, through recording, and I'm trying to pull up. The we're notes. not halfway through. This is during the intro. We're like, and so well, three he, quarters of the way through the episode. Here's the funny part, though. I also gave everybody the password to our you Google, also did do that. <laughs> Google account as well. Multiple times. So, yeah, that was our first time. And we're like, oh, weird. Because we've never had to re-record. Like, I don't know if you, like, this may be impressive to some of you. or And maybe some of you are like, yeah, that makes sense. All of these are first <laughs> take. Like, we hardly, this it was this has been the first time we've ever stopped recording and then kept going. Right, and then started a new. I don't know about completely. that. I don't know about that. I think we might have done it like once or twice, but no, it is this not is the a, first time. No, no, no. I, I can, I can. This is the first. I'm time. pretty sure we've had to do this before. Maybe no, not this many times. I am certain that this is our first time. Like <laughs> on your mama, on God, bro. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm telling you, I think we've had to do this before. That's why I'm not going on God, and I'm pretty positive that we've had no, to do this before. No, I'm like. I'm 99.9% sure. Anyway, that was the first time recording. Second time, we get through the whole episode. We're 33 minutes in. 33 minutes in. It was so good. So it was a great episode. We were loving the conversation. We were starting to like just wrap it up, kind of getting to the end of it. We weren't wrapping up, but we were getting, we were kind of giving our like closing thoughts and stuff like that. And, and I look at my computer. Well, hold on, hold on. Oh. The whole time throughout this thing, yeah. we're watching my dog, Remy, and he's upstairs. He's whining, scratching at the door, like crying, all this stuff. We all feel super sorry for him, right? <laughs> um, You can't hear it in the audio, but... I, I don't think you could. Well, you yeah. definitely couldn't, but here's why. We're <laughs> 33 minutes in. We've dealt with Remy crying this entire time. And I look at my computer, and I don't know why it didn't click for me sooner. But, like, we're talking into our mics. We're doing this. And I'm like, man, that looks really weird. Like, something's missing from my computer. I never plugged in our recording device into my computer. So, basically, we recorded all of the audio, all 33 and a half minutes of audio, just with the 
speakers and the microphone on my computer. So basically, who knows what it picked up? It picked yeah. up literally everything. And it was terrible because we have really nice mics to go off of. Yeah. So then so stop, re- stop recording. That go was, upstairs, take a little snack break. Yeah, that was the biggest one. So maybe it, even if this isn't our first, which it is, that was the biggest one. Because I've always like sleeping like right before bed just thinking what if what if we like forgot to hit record did an entire episode and had to do it over and i've always just been like that once that's i think i think with chris we definitely did that once not a whole episode but most of an episode no that's wrong anyway no we did sorry we're never gonna get to this episode because we did because we had one where we were like so far into it and then we look at his computer and then it like kept cutting out and like it cut out like 15 times on us you're right it yeah. cut but w- we had hit record it just kept on cutting out so you're right yeah. i take that off god anyway <laughs> um anyway so then yeah take a snack break we're like okay we'll bring remy down we'll give him his yeah. ball whatever we're recording i'm Felipe is a king, right? He's getting up, controlling Remy, all this stuff. I'm just laughing to myself because Remy's doing all sorts of just the wackiest stuff. He's not laying down. He's not sitting. He's like, this is playtime. I'm going to make it everybody's problem. Gets his ball stuck underneath the couch. He's trying to dig it out and is like pulling Felipe's headphones out. It got caught in the couch, like not under the couch, in the couch. So we had to dig that out. And then we're like, okay. So then we build a wall. A pretty impressive wall. Like, yeah. if you ever built forts as a kid, like, this is a solid foundational wall for a fort. And he jumps over it super easy. Like, he... Oh, no. <laughs> Here's really the thing. Right. I'm setting up a barrier, and Rowan goes, I don't think you can get over <laughs> that. I turn around, and I just hear Remy pounce right behind <laughs> me. Yeah, so he got over it. And we're, we're like, all right, let's just get this over with. So we do this whole intro explaining the situation. And then we go into the episode. Sorry, I have a quick joke. And Remy got over the wall faster than I got over my ex. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's crazy. I couldn't leave that one out there. I'm lying. That's crazy. I'm lying. Actually, it was faster because it was like a few seconds. But that's just a fact. Yo, I don't know if he's listening, but Vinny, the wall's taller than you, bro. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so we're it's made out of couch 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 cushions, bro. Anyway, so we're we're um we're recording. I'm stalling because Felipe No, during the recording, we're like taking apart our microphones and stuff like that because our stands keep on popping off. And so we're like, all right. So we take off our microphone mid podcast which i think we i think did, we did really well yeah we did really you well you wouldn't even have known but felipe put down his mic and is trying to like contain remy and finally he just throws his headphones on the ground and just gives up because i was stalling and then i just started laughing because i asked him a question because i thought he was done but remy wasn't done anyway this whole thing has just been a huge it's mess. been a debacle and here's here's where that leads us i don't know if you've noticed Uh, But we're definitely not on YouTube right now. And you will not see a video from us anytime soon. Here's why. Um, We have made the decision that we want our content as a podcast to be better. Uh, Better does not mean 
all over the place, like trying to be on as many things as possible. And for us, uh, that was kind of like our goal when we started off. We wanted to provide, you know, like good content and get as many places as we could to get as much exposure. We've kind of decided that we like our audience, all 25 of you. Um, and we want to make sure that the 25 of you that listen on a regular basis get the most out of our podcast, uh, which Honestly, you've gotten a 10-minute intro or something like that at this point. Um, but we want to make sure that what we're bringing you is godly, is theologically correct, is conversational so that it helps you grow. Um, and that it's it's uh, in a way that is palpable. So, like, you, this is easily digestible. We don't have to go super crazy. And sometimes maybe we will get crazy with the theology just because that's where that leads us uh, as we grow in our faith. But our goal is not going to be for the time being to do all the things. We want to do this thing really well. And so we're going to be audio only, just like when we first started, but obviously way better recording equipment this time. Uh, and here's Remy crying again. Uh, and we are going to be the best self thinking podcast that we can be because our lives right now are kind of hectic and we still want to find time to make this podcast all that it can be. Yeah. So with that being said, today we are talking about the will of God. Yeah. Will Smith. Uh, this is going to be a biographical podcast. Look out Chris Rock. Oh, I see what you did there. Um, yeah, but... Uh, we're going to go over, uh, the entirety of God's will. We're going to tell you what's going to happen in the future. It's going to be great. We're going to prophesy. Um, I can't say what I want, I want to say, but no, obviously we're not going to be exhaustive in our conversation about the will of God, but I think Felipe, I think you have <laughs> the, uh, the past three times that we've done this episode You've introduced this topic pretty well, so I'll let you <laughs> I don't go know. ahead. I don't know if I have it in me anymore. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, so the will of God. Um, so here's, here's what I find interesting is uh, when it comes to the will of God, um, theologically, there are, there's a lot to understand about the will of God. Um, and what that means, and what I mean by that is there is the overall will of God, right? Like we can, we can say that the will of God is that all man uh, would be saved or all of humankind would be saved. Like that is part of the will of God. Ultimately, the will of God is that he, everything would bring him glory, right? And that is what he's mostly focused on. The will of God uh, also pertains to how things happen, right? So like things happen according to the will of God. Um, there are times where God is present in bringing about the will of God. And there are times where the it just happens because he's already ordained it. So for example, God was present at creation and declared, you know, let there be light. Right. And then, uh, split day and night and created the sun and the moon and stars, right. To separate time. Since then that has been happening. God is not. Oh, how do I say this? Because this could have seriously deep theological complications. Understand what I mean when I say this, God is not, flipping on a light switch every day to to make it be day and flipping it off to make it be night. He's God is present because he's omnipresent. We went over that when it came to theology and understanding the attributes of God. But like 
that happens according to his will because he's already ordained it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Was that a good way of putting it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But I think, personally, as Christians, we get confused with the will of God because we think that the will of God um, is kind of like a superhero movie. Let's go Kung Fu Panda. Yes. Uh, the will of God is like Poe on this adventure to figure out what it means to be the dragon warrior. Right? And it's this whole story arc about everybody trying to become the dragon warrior and thinking that they're best suited for the dragon warrior, warrior blah, blah, blah. And Poe ultimately realizes, you're going to have to help me on this one because I'm running out of the analogy because I don't remember what Poe realizes. The, there the is scroll no, is empty. There is no secret ingredient. The secret ingredient is believing that you are the dragon warrior. Oh, wow. So maybe that's way off because theologically, I don't know that I agree with that. But the will of God, right? Like, uh, um, I get what you're saying, though, where it's like people are, it's a, almost like a mission to find the will of God. But when you arrive there, I, I don't I don't think you can use a movie for this because it's getting kind of specific. But everybody searches to find the will of God, whether it's over their life or just in general. When they're, um, what are you doing? I was wondering if you could hear my heartbeat if I put the <laughs> mic to my chest. And Go this on. is just the perfect time to do that. All right. Um, <laughs> but I think I get what you're saying, where it's like people are trying to find what the will of God is, but you can search and search and search. But finally, when you arrive at the answer, it's really something quite simple. And it's something that's been there all along. Yeah. You can read it in the Bible. And yeah. like this is God doesn't hide his will over our lives, especially as Christians. He doesn't hide that from us. Yeah. Right. Um, you posed this question. I almost said last episode. But um, <laughs> last time we tried to record this. Yeah. You posed this question. Is God's will um, mystical or how do you put it? Is God's will mystical or knowable? Yeah, and I said yes and no because there are mis- mystic mystical, uh, there are mystical aspects of God's will, right? Like we don't know God's plan, we don't know why He allowed the Holocaust, or we don't know why He did X Y or He did X Y and Z or set yeah. stuff up the way He did. Yeah, right. We don't know that because it's not our job to know, right? If we knew what God's plans were, then He wouldn't be God, right? So we can't know that. Not um, maybe that's not a good way of putting it. Anyway, we we can't know that. But there are there there the will of God over our lives is known. God wants a relationship with us. He wants us to know Him and enjoy Him. Right. That's the purpose that He set on our lives. So that is the will for our lives. He's also put the will, or it is His will that um all nations will know of his name in that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Yeah. Like that, that is a will that God makes very clear and very known. Right. And it's very simple and it's not hyper specific. And I think that's what people get caught up on because they want that hyper specific will over their life. Like I need God to speak to me what is his will for me? It's like, that isn't your job to know. Sorry. 
that isn't your job to know, right? Your job is to know God and enjoy him. And through that, then you can live out your life the way God intended you to live out your life, right? God isn't going to come to you in a dream and be like, I need you to go to this address at this time on March 5th, right? And that then you will find your purpose, right? Yeah. And, well, so I was having this conversation uh, just this past weekend, right? When it comes to how do we know what, I guess, really the topic of this episode is how do I know what God wants me to do with my life? How do I understand what God's will is for my life when it comes to that? Because we're going to, for the sake of this conversation, we're going to skip all of the big theological Sorry, wow, that was a nasty burp. Uh, we're going to skip all of the big, heady theological things uh, because really this has a really practical answer. Um, we we kind of touched on it on our Purpose and Identity episode. Um, did we do a Purpose? No, we did an Identity. You're thinking of Guys Weekend with the Purpose Identity. We did Identity and Influence, and then we uh, also have a Purpose episode. Yeah, I could have. S- they're one and, yet, one and the same in my head. Yeah, yeah, they might have been close together. This one's going to be even closer together. So we're going to tie all three episodes. Okay, so God's will for our life, right? Like we have, we have the Bible. Number one, if you read the Bible, God is very clear about what His expectation of mankind is, uh, right? So even from the book of Genesis, God gave Adam a mission that he would be fruitful and multiply, and that he would take care of the earth that God had given him. And then you have the, then you have Abraham. His goal was to, or his mission, his purpose in life was to, like, so God communicates clearly. And then so much so, like, God is always communicating purpose and his will to people. His will, and if this is, this is really cool. If you read the, the story of the Israelites from Genesis chapter 12 and on, when God makes a promise to Abraham, you see that God's will is that Abraham would be a father, uh, uh, to all of the nations and that all the nations would be blessed through Abraham. The rest of the Old Testament and the New Testament is God's fulfillment of his will towards Abraham, right? So from that moment on, God is working out his will that all nations would be blessed through Abraham. And he does so through a- uh, Isaac and Jacob and then the Israelites, eventually Jesus, and then Jesus' work on the cross and his resurrection and the work of the Holy Spirit in the church today and in the world today that is his will right and we get to see this beautiful picture of god's will being worked out right along the way people have had to figure out what god's will is for them uh, as well when we get to jesus jesus is very clear about his church as christians we know god's will for us and some of you might you know like we get caught up in the details when God has been very open about his will to begin with, if yeah. that makes sense, right? Like we want to know, well, does it mean that I'm supposed to be a singer? Does it mean that I'm supposed to be an actor? Does it mean that I'm supposed to be a banker? Does it mean that I'm supposed to be a priest or a pastor or a deacon or a evangelist? Or am I supposed to blah, 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 blah. Like Matthew chapter 28 is the great commission. There, Jesus lays out his will for his church and for all Christians. It's pretty simple. 
He tells us to go and make disciples of all the nations. I'm going to read it verbatim. Sorry. He says, uh, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Right? So there is our will. There is God's will for your life, Christian. If you are listening to this podcast, if you are a Christian, that is God's will for your life, that you would go into all nations, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them as Jesus has taught us, and knowing that he's with us to the end of the age. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I think almost on that same wavelength or same kind of stream of consciousness... Another thing that we wanted to talk... What? Stream of consciousness. That just sounded very, like, mystical. No, because we're talking about the Great Commission. I was just thinking to myself, because we want to talk about the role of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. And what what it is. And I was thinking, how how can we bring this into this conversation? And I think... And I was just thinking to myself, because we have the Great Commission in our notes, it would be a perfect place to put this. So... Stream of consciousness. What do you? What is the role of the Holy Spirit in that Great Commission in the will of God over the Christian life? Are you like legitimately asking me? Yeah. Okay. Uh. So. So the Holy Spirit. I'm illegitimately asking you. Uh. I don't know what that means. Uh. So the Holy Spirit is God. He is God in us, right? Like the Holy Spirit is. The third member of the Trinity, not in importance, but in revelation, I guess you could say, um, as we understand it. And we have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us. And the Holy Spirit is God, right? So we think that the Holy Spirit sometimes... Oh, how do I want to say this? Because a lot of words just started flooding my head right now. Yeah, and I also think, I was talking about this yesterday, it's also the Holy Spirit, to me, I feel like if I was asked directly about it, about him. it, about him, I'd be able to answer questions and stuff like that and be like, yes, like this is who, who he is and stuff like that. But when talking about it, you have to be very careful on the words you use because you caught me... You caught me slipping right there, foo. But um, <laughs> but it can be easy to call him an it or use him, uh, talk about him as if he's a tool or something that like God gives us or something like that. He is God, right? Yeah. He is a part of the Trinity. He isn't lesser than God or Jesus. He is God, right? And and so it can be really tricky and. Um, I also want to clarify if I do end up calling him an it or something like that, or if I, if I mention him as more of a tool, I think Felipe will catch it. But if you hear it, that's wrong. I'm wrong. Absolutely. If I say something like that, uh, because it, I think words are, words are important. And I think it's very important that we, we get the Holy Spirit right. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. Like I was saying before. And we had God the Father, we had God the Son in Jesus uh, live among us. And Jesus promised the Holy Spirit. He said, I am going to my Father, but 
don't worry, I'm sending the Holy Spirit to be with you. And Jesus in John chapter 15 lists out why he's sending the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there to empower us. The Holy Spirit is there to guide us. The Holy Spirit is here to build the church. And the Holy Spirit is here. Uh, I think it's interesting that Jesus says this to remind us of Jesus's words, to point us back to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is and in a way, point us back to himself because Jesus is God. The Holy Spirit is God, right? So the Holy Spirit is here to glorify himself because he's God and he wants to be known. So the Holy Spirit is God in us, working through us to bring about his glorious purpose here on earth. And so when we are worried about what the will of God is, the, the, the Holy Spirit is actually working with us, in us, through us, to bring about the will of God in our lives and in the world around us. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, and I think I think it's it's a cool I don't want to say concept because that makes it seem like it's a theory or something that we don't know. We know this for certain, but it's a cool and I don't even know if I want to say cool. It's enlightening to think of the ramifications of the Holy Spirit, right? It's God living within us, empowering us and reminding us of who Jesus is. The fact that God lives in us is crazy. And the the fact that we have that privilege to begin with, because um, the Jews, when they were uh, wandering the desert, right? And they had to carry the, the ark. The ark, right? That was God with them. And that, that, like, there was so much ritual that went behind it. And there was so much, like, you had to be careful and there was a certain way you could do things. And, like, you could only touch it in very certain conditions and all this stuff. And now we have God living with us, empowering us, right? Yeah. And the thing is, you couldn't touch it. You needed those special poles to be able to carry it. And if any man did touch it, he was dead. Um, yeah. And and that is that is the interesting thing. So so uh, we're about to go on a bit of a tangent here, but ho- hopefully it's a good one. So we had the tabernacle where God's presence dwelt in a in a space, a physical space that He ordained, that He planned, that He designed. Right. Um. And David, at one point, out of his love for God, he says, God, I want to build you a tabernacle. And God says this, who are you to design me a place to live? I've never lived anywhere designed by man. I've never lived anywhere. And you think you're good enough to design me a place to live? Yeah. And then, so God has this... What's the word I'm looking for? God almost thinks it's like audacious of David to even think that he could build him a temple, right? Like a physical, because all the other gods had temples and God is like, I'm not the like the other gods. And not only that, if you look at the history of the tabernacle, it had to be clean. It had to be spotless. It had to be holy and set apart because it's where God lived. What's the, what's, I mean, tents can get dirty, but like a building can get dirty if it's not taken care of, right? A building can have all of these 
if you use the wrong rock, if you use, it could have all of these defects. And God is not about defects, right? Like he's not about sin. The tabernacle had to be without fail. Like it, it was clean. It was without defect. Like it was very meticulously designed and put together because that is who God is. That is what he's worthy of. And then God chooses to dwell in us, these imperfect people. Yeah. We are now his tabernacle. Anyway, back to the will of God. Um, I think we also misunderstand the will of God because we think that the will of God, we fall and we do it just so that we're on the good side of God so that we don't go to hell. Ooh, and so I we like try this, to yeah. do we try to do the quote unquote will of God, whether that be good things or um whether that be good things or what's the word I'm looking for? Holy in per in quotes yeah. things so that we stay in good standing with God and we try not to go to hell and we think that that's doing the will of God. Yeah, I like this because I think um I think what God what God is concerned with is the heart, right? The heart of the law. Um when you read like the Beatitudes, you you see that Jesus is teaching the heart behind the law, right? Um and he's showing how imperfect we can be. So I think I think that in the Bible God definitely puts an emphasis on the heart behind the law, right? And so when we when I what I see um, in the hearts of a lot of Christians is not a heart of joy and the gift of salvation and the gift of I have the Holy Spirit in me and like everything because there's so much joy to be had in the Lord, right? Um, we talk about it in this episode. We talk, uh, spoiler alert, we're talking about justification in the next episode. There's joy to be had in that. There's joy to be had in this. There's joy in salvation. There's so much joy in God. But what people find joy, what Christians find joy in so much of the time is the promise of heaven, right? Mm. They, they live their lives so that they go to heaven, right? And so they're Christians so that they don't go to hell. That, that is Ooh. the heart behind uh, their lives and the heart behind their religion and the why they do things. When um, I think ultimately that's selfish because you're doing that for yourself. You're not, you're not helping other people through the abundance of joy that comes from the Lord. You're helping other people for self-preservation, right? Cause, because you want to go to heaven. Or even if you don't want to go to heaven, you just don't want to end up in hell. Yeah. Right? You don't want to end up suffering. And I think what people misunderstand is the end goal for us is not heaven. It's not like, I can't wait to go there. It's, I can't wait to bring heaven on earth. I can't wait to bring the kingdom of heaven on earth. Right? Because the joy... How do I say this? Because I don't want to say the joy we can have on heaven we can have here. Because I think in, in heaven our eyes will be open to the glory of God and we'll be able to appreciate more fully the like splendor and all that stuff with God. So uh, there's definitely an excitement for the kingdom of heaven, but that isn't, if that was the end goal, then God would just take his people. God would just take his people and like be like, Oh, he's saved. Bring him up to heaven. 
God what God wants is us to bring the kingdom of heaven here. Bro, you gotta chill with that because it <laughs> sounds really loud in my ears. Anyway, um, Felipe's yelling at me. Felipe's yelling at me to put the mic up to my mouth. So if you can hear me clearly, and I start getting distracted because he's pointing at me, leave a comment or email Felipe and be like, "Yo, Rowan sounds fine. You gotta chill with that. All right." <laughs> No, you're just holding the mic here, and then all of a sudden you just turn your head here and leave the mic over there, and then you just keep talking like this instead of doing this. Because I'm thinking, bro. Um, No, but I think the heart behind it, if your heart is in the... Your heart can be in the right place when you, you're thinking of the kingdom of heaven being here, right? Like, I I don't follow Jesus so that when I die... I can be with Jesus. I follow Jesus so because I'm able to have God with me here and on you, earth. And you get to know him now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christianity is not just a later. That's like, a good way of putting following it. Following Jesus is not for later. Submitting your life to Jesus is not for later. It's not a it's not an assurance. It's not an insurance for the next life. I mean, it is an assurance for the next life because you're you're solid in your faith and you know and you understand what happens on the other side of eternity. But it's not just an insurance policy so that you know, just in case, you know, you don't end up in hell. It's it's what I get to know God. I get to have a real relationship with God here and now while I'm alive, and then and then. Right, like Paul says that one day the veil, you know, like our eyes will be open and we'll see. Right now we see through a dim, like dimly lit mirror, or what does he put? Like a dirty mirror. I don't know. I forget the word. Dimly lit mirror. It doesn't make sense, but that's. I think those are the words. I th- or maybe I'm confusing a hymn with a Bible verse. Happens. But right, no. Now we see in part. Now we see in part. I don't know how we got to dimly lit mirror because they didn't have that back then. Now we got mirrors with with, uh, lights in them. But now we see in part, and one day we will see in whole. But we get to see God. We get to experience God here and now. And then we will see in whole. And then we will experience God in whole. But it's not for later. It's for now. Yeah, and I think that's the awesome part because there's there's been recently in Christianity, there's been— almost this weird obsession in the future, whether that's after death or I've seen a lot of like end time stuff. Like you get so focused on end times and Jesus coming back when it's like, whether Jesus comes back in a hundred years or, or five minutes in like an, yeah, in like an hour, I'm still going to be spending all the time I have in my life to bring the kingdom of heaven here. I'm going to spend the rest of my life making sure as many people as I know can also get to know Jesus Christ because yeah. that is the greatest joy. Heaven isn't the greatest joy. Well, the goal of heaven isn't the greatest joy I can feel as a Christian. Knowing God is the greatest joy I can know. Heaven is only a vehicle for that. Yeah. And if we want to go on a quick little tangent here, if we read our Bibles correctly and we get to the book of Revelation, in the end, there's a new heaven and a new earth and God's temple comes down from the new heaven onto the new earth. 
and he makes his dwelling among us here on earth. Among us? So we might be waiting for heaven when Jesus is planning on buying up some real estate in the good old, I was going to say USA, but that was very July 4th of me. But I mean, he's planning on making his home with us here uh, on earth. Yeah. That's that's another thing. It's like, (laughs) I always think that's funny. You know, God made earth, right? Like, earth is God's creation. Like, uh, I I just think that's kind of funny how people think that, like, God's just going to throw away earth when he's done with it. Like, he created earth and said it was good. He's not just going to get rid of it and instead live in heaven. Like, he wants to live among his creation. Yeah, he is going to get rid of it, though. Yeah. The old earth, but there's gonna be a new earth. Yo, the new earth is gonna hit crazy. I can't. I can't wait to say see the Grand Canyon 2.0. What if there is no Grand Canyon? Send me to hell. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Trade kidding. the fullness of God's goodness and glory, and living with Him for eternity, all for the Grand Canyon. All right, it's what beautiful. Can be, what can be better? What can be better than that? So heaven, heaven can be better <laughs> than the Grand Canyon or being with God forever can be better than the Grand Canyon. Anyway, agree to disagree. let's um, let's finish up this topic. So the the will of God for the life of a Christian. Is number one, to know him and enjoy him fully. Number two, it's not mystical. It is knowable. Read your Bible, people. Um, I think we need to understand that there is uh, a general will of God for the life of a Christian, as in the Great Commission. But I think we also need to understand that we didn't talk about this, that how that plays out for each individual is entirely different. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. Right. Like the Holy Spirit has gifted each and every one of us uniquely so that we can do unique things to all fulfill the Great Commission. Yeah, that's great. Rowing is really good at certain things. I'm really good at different things. And I have friends that are really good at completely different things. Yeah. Right? Like, we are all working together to fulfill the Great Commission. We are all working together to fulfill the will of God for a Christian. How it works and how it looks in my life might be different. The will of God for my life, I promise you, is probably not for me to be a math teacher unless we want a whole generation of kids that just don't know math, <laughs> unless that is his will. Which, who knows? I don't think God invented math. I think that was a human thing, because that can only be sinful. <laughs> Hot take. Math no, is sinful. Nobody, if God is all good, why did he make math? Oh. Those are the real questions. We ask way too much about the Holocaust. And with that question, this is this is bad. <laughs> math is so math much is worse. Not, math is not uh, math anywhere near. Is so much Stop. worse. <laughs> let's 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 uh jump off that train before we go any further. Hear me out. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um but yeah, like 
And we're, I think, I think when it comes to the will of God, we need to learn how to recognize and how to do it exactly where we are. Rowan works. Well, this is kind of a Midwestern thing, but Rowan Don't works at a, at a, uh, kind of like store. a Home Depot, but not a Home Depot. A lumberyard. Yeah. I, if I try to be Rowan, I cannot be effective if I think the will of God is for me to be Rowan because I don't work where Rowan works. Rowan is uniquely positioned at his job to fulfill the Great Commission, therefore the will of God for his life, where he works. Rowan does not work where I work, which is a car dealership. I get to fulfill the Great Commission at a car dealership. Some of you might be pastors. Some of you might be priests or fathers or bishops or whatever you want to be. Uh, some of you might be teachers. Some of you might be stay-at-home moms. Some of you might be accountants and whatever. You need to fulfill the will of God wherever you are. Maybe not accountants for our last bit. What's accountants? Math. Oh. Demon children. No, 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 no. God needs accountants. They're uh, like just marginally worse than... Wow. I don't even know mechanics. where you're going to say, but mechanics. Yeah, that's a lot of math. Why do you think that's a lot of math? It's all technical stuff. Anyway, not that we're trying to wrap up this episode. Um, But how it works out individually in our lives, and that is why we have the Holy Spirit, is because the Holy Spirit empowers us and gives us and equips us. He e- equips the church, you know, like to do his will. The Holy Spirit gives the church what it needs through him to do his will, which is that all people would be saved um, and yeah. to bring about his glory here on earth. That's good. I feel like that we got on some tangents and we never talked about some of that stuff because it would be interesting. To talk. Anyway, the no. gifts of the Spirit. We need to do that. We need I to mean, learn about that. Maybe we should do an episode on the gifts of the Spirit. Next episode. Weather control. We're not X-Men <laughs> through the Holy Spirit. Oh, uh, that was one of my fa- that's you weren't there for this, but we'll end it with a, a funny story that maybe none of you will find funny, but that was one of the funny things that happened. We were I was at a youth group and uh we were talking about like spiritual or no no no. It was like an icebreaker question, and for whatever reason, they had combined the boys and the girls. Yeah. And there's one kid who... Gross. Sorry. There's this one... I call him a kid. He looked like he was in middle school, but he was like a freshman or something. And he... Really funny guy. But wasn't the most popular... And we're going around in the a circle talking about what we would want our superpower to be. And one of the new leaders that I didn't really like, she's like, how about instead of superpowers, we do, like, spiritual gifts? Like, if you could pick a spiritual gift to have, like, what spiritual gift would you want? And <laughs> this kid just looks her dead in the eye and just goes... Weather control. <laughs> Hear me out. And it just goes down this rabbit hole of like weather control and stuff like that. And she goes, she said something like grace or mercy or something like that, which isn't even a gift of the spirit. But mercy is a gift of the spirit. <laughs> oh, then 
Yeah, bat. <laughs> Which, what a lame power. Really? Between tongues and mercy, you picked mercy? Anyway, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. It so, feels, feels like you're mad about it. If you like to talk to tomatoes... um, If a squash can make you smile? Walking down... Yeah, the you don't. You're not aisle. a VeggieTales, VeggieTales OG because you <laughs> definitely got the lyrics wrong. Yes, I am. If you like to waltz with tomatoes, if a squash can make you smile, if you like to talk to tomatoes, that's what you don't know. Up it. and down the produce aisle. You don't even know. Have we got a show for you? You don't even know it. Talk to tomatoes is one of the first lines. If you like to talk to tomatoes. All right, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Send us a DM with the correct VeggieTales lyrics. Okay, to be fair, I got all the lyrics right. Maybe I don't have the words right. Order right. Uh, hey, listen, you can check us out on SoulSinkingPodcast.com. We are on all major podcast venues. Thanks for tuning in. Hurry this has up. been Soul Singing Podcast. We love you. Bye, cuties. You normally say peace out and blow them a kiss. Switching it up. <laughs>